0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is our Epiphany Sunday service. Actually, Epiphany Day would have been January the 6th, but we're today celebrating Epiphany Sunday. Our order of service is in the bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 373, Brightest and Best of the Stars of the Morning. It's hymn number 92 in the Red Book.
1: Brightest and best of the stars of the morning, dawn on our darkness and lend us your aid. Star of the east, the horizon adorning, guide where our is laid cold on his cradle the dewdrops are shining low lies his head with the beasts of the stall angels adore him in slumber reclining maker and monarch and savior Shall we not yield him in costly devotion? Rarest of fragrances, tribute divine. Gems of the mountain and pearls of the ocean. Myrrh from the forest. chapel ablation Best of the stars of the morning, dawn on our darkness and lend us your aid, star of the east, the horizon. Of
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Almighty God, merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful I have disobeyed you and justly deserve your punishment both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for the evil I have thought, spoken, and done. And for the sake of my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner.
1: Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have
0: mercy on us. I now ask you before God who searches the heart, do you confess your sins of thought, word, and deed? Are you sorry for your sins? Do you look to our Savior, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness? And with the Holy Spirit's help, do you want to correct your sinful life? then declare so by saying, Yes. Upon this your confession, I as a called servant of the word announce to you God's grace and the forgiveness of sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading For this Epiphany Sunday is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 6. This is the prophecy of the wise men coming to worship the infant Jesus. Isaiah was inspired to write, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the arm. Then you will look and be radiant, and your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the sea on the seas Will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephah and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 2 to 12 a reading which talks about the mystery of the Gospel being revealed. Oh, that light coming into the world that we think of as Jesus or think of that star shining to reveal Jesus. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me, to Paul, that is, for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In him and through faith in him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Alleluia. Through faith, we too have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Alleluia. Alleluia,
1: Alleluia, Alleluia.
0: reading is from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12, the account of the worship of the wise men. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let's sing our next hymn. Hymn number 347. It's hymn number 80 in the Red Book. Hymn number 347. Angels from the Realms of Glory. Angels from the
1: realms of glory Wing your flight o'er all the earth Once you heard creation's story Now proclaim Messiah's birth Come and worship, come and worship Worship Christ, the newborn King Shepherds in the fields abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with us is now residing, yonder shines the infant light. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. May I leave your contemplations, brighter visions beam afar. Seek the great desire of nations, you have seen the Savior star. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn King. Saints before the altar bending, watching long in hope and fear. Suddenly the Lord descending, in his temple shall appear. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. All creation, join in praising God the Father, Spirit, Son. Evermore your voices raising to the eternal three in one. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King.
0: Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is from the Old Testament book of Haggai, from the prophet Haggai, chapter 2, verses 3 to 9, where Haggai was inspired to write, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. For I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came up out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you, do not fear. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while I will once again shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desired of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord who are our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow Christians who are joining me to worship our newborn king. The young, young son of an African missionary was out in the yard around the mission compound And suddenly, as he was out there playing in the yard, his father shouted out to him, Philip, obey me instantly. Drop to your stomach. And Philip, his son, immediately dropped to his stomach. And then the father said, Now crawl to me as fast as you can. The boy obeyed. And then the father hollered out, Stand up and run to me. Philip responded unquestioningly and he ran to his father's open arms and when he ran to his father's open arms he turned around and looked and saw at the tree that he had been playing under that there above where he was there was this large deadly snake and his prompt immediate obedience like that probably ended up saving his life. Had he hesitated and just say, well, why dad, why dad do you want me to do this? Or if he had just casually waited a few moments to respond, he may have lost his life, but he obeyed immediately. That simple act of obedience probably saved his life his obedience does remind me of the obedience of the wise men remember what had happened is they had gone to king herod and found out from herod where the baby jesus the infant jesus was supposed to have been born and Herod said well tell me where you find him come back and report to me so that I can go and worship him but then what happened of course is that Herod was a murderous king who was out to get anyone he thought was in his way so the wise men were told by God don't go back to Herod go take another route and they did just what the Lord had directed them to do. Instead of questioning or challenging or or doing what they wanted to do or had intended to do, they followed the directive that was given to them. In our Epiphany Sunday reading for today, we have a directive to God, from God, that we could say is similar to the directive that was given to the wise men similar to the directive that was given to Philip the missionary's son and what we'll want to do with the directive that God gives to us is follow that directive immediately as best as we can by following God's directive we won't save ourselves that's Jesus' job of course but but in following God's directive what god maybe can do is through us save the lives of of other people by bringing others into god's believing family the directive that we have from god today is to build up the house of the lord and as we consider that directive well the Jews first. They were told to build up the house of the Lord, to get the temple of the Lord rebuilt and reestablished there in Jerusalem. It's also a directive to us to preach the gospel, to preach God's word so that we can grow and so that the church of God can grow. But as we hear that directive, build up the house of the Lord, we can note man's reluctance to follow God's command but then we see God's encouragement and God's promise to us who have been told to build up the house of the Lord. Toward the end of the Jews' 70-year captivity in Babylon what happened is that there was a King Cyrus of Persia who came on in and conquered Babylon and then later after that issued a, de- a decree that allowed the Jews who had been carried off into captivity into exile in Babylon it allowed them to return back to to Israel to the promised land led by Zerubbabel their governor about 50,000 Jews journeyed back to, to Jerusalem and Judah with the intent to rebuild the temple to work on that and after about two years in the land what happened is that the temple foundation was completed but then the project came to a halt as people got busy with their own things, busier with their own things, with building up and remodeling and and elaborating on their own personal homes. And so for about 15 years, almost nothing was done on the temple. And therefore the Lord sent the prophet Haggai to the Jews. And prior to our text, he had asked the people, is it a time for you yourselves to be living in paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Obviously, those 50,000 people who returned to the land of Palestine, obviously what they needed to do is put up homes and shelters for themselves. They would need to do that But the point that Haggai was was making here is that those people had paneled their homes. In other words, it's saying they didn't just build their homes, they were elaborating on them, going the extra mile to fix up their homes while the house of the Lord, the temple, it remained in ruins, neglected, with unused materials just sitting there. While Haggai asked the Jews, Who of you is left who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? Some of the people, we don't know how many, but some of the people were probably Jews who had been carried off 70 years earlier into the Babylonian captivity and then they came back to the land of Palestine and because they had been there before the captivity began, they perhaps had recollections of what God's temple, Solomon's temple, looked like there in Jerusalem. Haggai was saying to them, you know how beautiful that temple was. And now, look at the pile of ruins, the unused materials that are here for God's temple and, and we're doing nothing about it. guy, was encouraging the people to do the best job that they could of taking care of God's house. And and he's giving us the same encouragement to do the best job that we can of taking care of, well, our church and our church property and how we take care of our church and how we support the Lord's work. That says a lot about how we value our God and our salvation. But as Haggai encourages us here to build up the house of the Lord, let's hear him especially urging us as we build up the church, not thinking especially or only of church buildings, but especially of using God's word to build up and strengthen ourselves and other believers in the faith, and, and using God's word also to reach out to those who, who don't yet know Jesus as the Savior as we've looked at the reluctance of the Jews to build up to rebuild the temple so we today are plagued with a bit of a reluctance ourselves to build up the house of the Lord that's because we have a sinful nature and our sinful nature It doesn't want us to be using God's Word so we'd be spiritually strong. So our sinful nature is telling us always that we have more important things to do than to be in the Word and in God's house and being built up and strengthened in our faith using God's Word so that we're building up the house of the Lord, God's church, building up that spiritual temple that God has in us. Oh, perhaps one of the worst deceptions that our sinful nature can use against us to keep our, to keep us out of involvement with God's Word or to keep our use of God's Word at a minimum is to convince us that, oh yeah, we'll get busy, we'll Work as hard as we can to build up the house of the Lord after we have reached a certain goal with our families or our homes or our jobs, then we'll get more involved. But if that's the attitude that we have, that we have to get this one goal reached and then. There always will be more and new goals for us to go after. We'll never end up having time. Hey guys, point here is that right now is the time for us to use God's Word to strengthen ourselves and to reach build up other believers and to reach those who don't yet know about the Savior. The fact of the matter is is that if we don't use God's word right now to build up the house of the Lord, to be built up in our faith, we may never have the opportunity to really grow in our faith and to reach out with the gospel, to share the gospel with a, a dear friend or a relative who doesn't yet know about Jesus who maybe would be lost eternally if we never did end up sharing the Savior with them. You know, we never know when some sort of a tragic accident may strike a a relative or a friend or or anyone for that matter. And, And that means that what we'll want to do is make the best effort right now. Well, to grow in the faith ourselves and to share that faith with family, friends, and everybody, to build up the house of the Lord. The Lord said, But now be strong, O Zerubbabel. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, and work, for I am with you. God's people are often so timid in doing the Lord's work. We tend to be like Moses, and maybe remember Moses when the Lord first called him to be the leader of the children of of Israel. Moses was so reluctant. He didn't want to do it. He didn't see himself as having the talents and the abilities to, to lead God's people he said he wasn't capable he said no one would follow him he he, he plain and simple said he didn't want to do it but instead of making up excuses once God had told him that he was going to be with Moses Moses should have said well Lord if you're going to be with me you're going to help me let's get to it let's do it today the Lord is telling us as he told Zerubbabel, as he told the Jews, be strong and work for I am with you. And with such an encouragement from our Lord, why should we hesitate at working and building up the house of the Lord? Rather, let's join the Apostle Paul in saying, I can do all things through God who gives me strength. And let's get to work at building up the house of the Lord." The Lord said, this is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt and my spirit remains among you, do not fear. What he covenanted, the arrangement, the promise that he made with them. When the Lord freed the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt, he promised them that he would be with them and the lord he gives us that same promise he says lo i am with you always to the very end of the age our savior will never leave us but but we dare never forsake or reject him with our savior at our side really what can make us afraid We have our God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And now, while while Jesus lived here on this earth, He showed such great power over disease and death and and demons and His enemies and even the weather. When He went to the cross. When he went to the cross to fight against Satan and sin and death and hell, he won a most decisive victory. The forces of evil didn't stand a chance against our Savior, so why should we ever be afraid with him with us? The Lord said, and my spirit remains among you. This encouragement tells us why we can boldly, bravely build up the house of the Lord, it's not because we're so capable of making ourselves stronger believers, not because we're able, by our persuasive talk, to add people to God's believing family, but we can boldly and bravely build up the church, build up the house of the Lord, because the Holy Spirit is graciously working in our hearts through God's Word. He's graciously working and with Him and with Him alone we can grow stronger in our faith and because He's working in our hearts through the Word of God, through the Gospel, that's why we can also share the Gospel with those who don't know about Jesus and the Holy Spirit can work in their hearts and add more souls to the church and build up the house of the Lord the Lord said in a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth the sea and the dry land I will make I will shake all nations and the desired of the nations will come Shaking up of things took place, oh, about 500 years after Haggai, when God finally sent Jesus into the world to be born of Mary, so that, to be born of Mary, to live and to die for us, to pay for our sins. So we can say that Jesus is the desired of the nations that it talks about in that verse whether or not the nations realize it Jesus is the desired of the nations and what that means is that oh people don't recognize it but ultimately Jesus is what people want ultimately but their unbelief will never get them to see that The Holy Spirit has to work first on their hearts to get them to see that Jesus is the desired of the nations. And now when he's called the desired of the nations, well, he's the one who breaks down that sin barrier which would separate us from God so that instead of being afraid of God, we can know we're at peace with God and know that we can look at God and see him as our loving Heavenly Father and now when it says here he's the desired from all nations just reminds us of his desire to bring in people from all over and and as we're thinking of the worship of the wise men well the wise men they were the first gentiles that the bible really tells us about who visited the infant Jesus the baby Jesus and reminds us that God doesn't care who we are. He doesn't care about our nationality. He doesn't care about that. He just wants us and he wants all people to learn about Jesus and to be part of of God's believing family. The Lord said, The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, and in this place I will grant peace. Solomon's temple with all of its silver and gold it was a magnificent building a magnificent structure but the real glory and greatness of the church it's not really buildings it's not churches or temples or cathedrals or anything like that the real glory and greatness of the church is when, by the grace of God, sinners are reached with the gospel, are reached with the gospel so that we're called from sin and unbelief and into God's believing family, into God's believing family so that instead of being afraid of God, we know we're at peace with God. We're at peace with God and can look forward to eternal life in heaven because of God's forgiveness, because the blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Since that's the church's real glory, let's be like the wise men who followed God's directive to go back to their homeland by another route. Let's be like Philip, that missionary's son, who when his father gave directions for, to him to escape that deadly snake, he didn't question his father at all. He just obeyed. Let's likewise unquestioningly follow our Lord's directive to build up the house of the Lord let's use god's word faithfully often every day regularly so that we can keep on growing in our faith ourselves and so that we can keep on reaching out to others with that wonderful message of god's grace and love And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Christmas Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, who sent his Son to be my Savior. And I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, my Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, announced by the angels worshiped by the shepherds adored by the wise men who lived to suffer die and rise again to free me from all sin from death and from the power of the devil i believe in the holy spirit who brought me to faith in my savior and by whose continuous work in my heart i rejoice in my salvation show forth his praises and will one day live and reign with him in all eternity. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, by the leading of a star you once made known to the nations your one and only Son, guide us also who who know him now by faith to come at last to the perfect joy of your heavenly glory, We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God, as we're in the epiphany season now of the church year, we're so thankful that you have revealed to us your Son, our Savior. We're so blessed because we know Jesus. We know his grace and love. We know all that he's done for us so that we can be sure of heaven. Please help us always in our efforts to build up the house of the Lord, to reach out with your, your amazing gospel so that more people can know the grace and love of God that we rejoice in and we gather up all of the prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country. God bless America,
1: land that I love, Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home.
0: and I say thank you for joining me for worship today for our Epiphany Sunday worship Christmas of the Gentiles is what that's often also called so we can say Merry Christmas again just a couple quick announcements no birthdays or anniversaries in the congregation that I know of this week and this afternoon remember that there is a Christmas concert at Emmanuel by their senior choir and others that you're invited to at 2 p.m. On Thursday night we do have our annual voters meeting. I think that's what I have for announcements right now. I don't know of any other issues in the congregation. Well, please especially keep someone like Diane Kennedy with her back and Tony Alfaro struggling a good bit and someone like paula in your prayers dealing with her her leg and um, heart issues as she is please keep them all in your prayers again thank you for joining me today the lord bless and keep you always